This podcast is about heroes in the military and law enforcement. Some gave their service for America and served in the armed forces. Some have paid the ultimate sacrifice for our freedom, and others protected the local community and died in the line of duty. Our lives would be a whole lot different if it weren't for the hard work and sacrifice of these brave men and women. They could have gone on to live lives that were less dangerous. However, they dedicated themselves to your protection. If you ever have the pleasure of talking to one of them, they'll tell you, I'm not a hero, but I have the honor of walking beside a few. Others will say, the real heroes are those who didn't make it back home. This episode is dedicated to Larry Allen Tornay, also known as Larry Thorne, German Waffen SS Hauptsturmführer of the Sonderkommando Nord in Germany, Army Captain of the 12th Light Infantry Regiment, 8th Light Detachment of the 1st Division and 56th Infantry Regiment in Finland, and U.S. Army Major, 77th Special Forces Group, 11th Airborne Division, 10th Special Forces Group, and 5th Special Forces Group, Green Berets Detachment A743, MACV SOG. Larry Thorne has an exceptional story. He fought the communists on three fronts for three different nations in two wars. The description of his life is one you'd find in movies or only hear about in legends. He had the fortitude to keep going despite the odds. Now hear an extraordinary tale of bravery and heroism. Major Larry Thorne was born as Larry Allen Torney on May 28, 1919 in Vipere, in southern Finland, near Russia. His father, Yalmari, was a ship captain, and his mother was named Rosa. Torney also had two younger sisters. He spent his younger years playing sports and was friends with Sten Suvio, the future 1936 Olympic boxing gold medalist. Following business school, Torney served in the Finnish White Guard. The White Guard was a volunteer militia that was created in 1918, to oppose the Soviet Communist Red Guard. Many of the White Guards were recruits, draftees, and German-trained Jagers, which are highly skilled light infantry. Torney officially enlisted in the Finnish military in 1938, joining the 4th Independent Jager Infantry Battalion, stationed at Kivinimi, along the shores of the Gulf of Bothnia, between Finland and Sweden. Tornay re-enlisted when the Winter War between the Soviet Union and Finland began in November 1939. Tornay and his troops met the invading Soviet army at Ratu on the Karelian Isthmus, a land bridge between his birth town, Vipuri, and St. Petersburg, Russia. During military engagements at Lake Ladoga, Tornay was part of eliminating the surrounding Soviet army divisions in Lamedi. The Winter War of 1939 and 1940 was unusually frigid, with temperatures plummeting to record lows of minus 45 degrees Fahrenheit. At the start of the combat, active-duty Finnish soldiers were issued weapons, gear, and winter clothing. These elite Finnish soldiers were highly trained and experienced in cross-country skiing. The Finns were comfortably at home in the freezing winter weather. High snowdrifts, thick forests, and extended hours of darkness, and used these to their benefit. They donned layers of clothing with thin snow capes to obscure their silhouettes. 
Their snow camouflage gave the ski troopers a high advantage and blended them in with their surroundings as they engaged in unconventional guerrilla warfare against the invading Soviets. Torney's head officers took notice of his conduct and actions during several battles. Toward the close of the war, Torney was selected for officer training and was given a commission as Van Rieke, second lieutenant in the reserves. After the Winter War in June 1941, Torney was sent to Vienna, Austria for seven weeks of training with the Waffen SS and returned to his home country. Now as a Finnish officer, the Germans acknowledged him as an Untersturmführer, or a junior storm leader in the German SS. Torney continued on as a Finnish military officer during many successful conflicts in the Continuation War, 1941-1944, through 1944, where Finland again faced the Soviet Red Army. In 1943, he commanded a unit casually named Detachment Torney. Detachment Torney was made up of infantry troops that would infiltrate deep behind enemy lines. After several engagements, they earned a name for themselves because of their capabilities during combat. One of the soldiers who served under Torney was none other than future president of Finland, Mano Koivisto, who served from 1982 through 1994. Koivisto served in a recon squadron in the Battle of Ilamatsi, the last confrontation in the Continuation War during July and August of 1944. Detachment Torney caused such heavy losses to the Soviet divisions that a reward of 3 million Finnish marks was placed on his head. Today, this would be just over 350,000 U.S. dollars. In July 9, 1944, Torney was awarded the Mannerheim Cross. Soldiers received the Mannerheim Cross for extraordinary courage, for the efforts of valuable purposes by combat, or for notable, well-operated missions. During the Moscow Armistice in September 1944, Finland was required to remove German troops within their borders. This developed into the Lapland War. At this time, many of the Finnish army was disarmed and deactivated. Torney was now faced with living life as a civilian by November of 1944. In January of 1945, a pro-German resistance movement recruited Torney. He then departed for saboteur training in Germany. This particular military group had one goal in mind, creating a fighting opposition in the event that Finland was overrun by the Soviet Union. At the end of training in March 1945, Torne had no way to get back to Finland, so he joined a German army unit and engaged with the Red Army in northeastern Germany near Schwerin. During the final stages of World War II, Torne surrendered to British troops and was sent to a POW camp in Lübeck, Germany. After escaping, he made his way back to his homeland. Torne found that his family had been moved from their hometown, so he made plans to meet them in Helsinki. Before he arrived, he was found and arrested by the Valpo, the Finnish state police. He escaped from their custody and was arrested again in April of 1946. This time, he faced crimes of treason because of his involvement in supporting the German army. After trial and official sentencing, Torne again escaped, this time from the Turku Provincial Prison. He was recovered and sent to the Rihamaki State Prison. At the end of 1948, 
Finnish President Juho Pasikivi pardoned him. In 1949, Torne and Holger Pitkinen, a fellow veteran from the war, made their way to Sweden. Their destination was Stockholm, where they were protected by the von Essens, a Swedish family with Baltic-Germanic roots who harbored many fugitive Finnish officers after the war. Torne then fell in love with a Swedish Finn, Maria Kops. Not too long afterwards, they were engaged to be married. However, Torney had to raise enough money first. He gained passage as a Swedish seaman under an assumed name aboard the SS Bolivia. The Bolivia was destined for Caracas, Venezuela, where he met several other former Finnish military officers who were living as fugitives in Venezuela after the war. From Caracas in 1950, Torney began working on a Swedish cargo ship, the MS Skagen, that was bound for the United States. While at port near Mobile, Alabama, Torney jumped ship and made it to the shore. Now a political expatriate, Torney made his way to New York City, to Finntown, a Finnish-American community where he was employed as a carpenter and cleaner. In 1953, Torney was granted residence that was permitted by an act of Congress. In 1954, Torney enlisted in the U.S. Army under the provisions of the Lodge Philbin Act that allowed foreign national resident aliens to join the U.S. Armed Forces. After five years of service, they would be awarded permanent U.S. citizenship. After enlisting in the Army, Torney changed his name to Larry Thorne. While in the Army, Thorne was taken in by a group of Finnish-American officers called Martinen's Men. Martinen's Men was named after Colonel Alpo K. Martinen, a Finnish-American, and was comprised of Finnish World War II officers who had come to the U.S. and joined the Army under the Lodge Act. Several of these men were brought into the U.S. Army Special Forces when it was first formed in June 19, 1952. Through the encouragement of his fellow Finns, Thorne joined the U.S. Army Special Forces, or Green Berets. After graduating from the grueling induction training, he used the vast array of skills he had from fighting against Soviet Russia and became a ski instructor, trained fellow troops in wilderness survival, mountaineering, and guerrilla warfare. As a part of his special forces training, Thorne completed airborne school and soon received his sergeant stripes. After five years in the U.S. Army Special Forces, Thorne received his full U.S. citizenship. He could have gotten out of the Army and lived a good life as a civilian. However, he had so much more of himself to give. He completed officer candidate school and was commissioned as a first lieutenant in the Signal Corps. By 1960, he was promoted to captain. From 1958 to 1962, Thorne served with the 10th Special Forces Group in West Germany at Bad Tolz, located in southeastern Germany. One of the missions he was most famous for was when he was second in command during a search and recovery mission in the extreme heights of the Zagros Mountains of Iran. A U.S. Air Force transport plane that was carrying top-secret papers went down and scattered everything across the Zagros Mountains at the average height of 14,900 feet. After several attempts by the U.S. Air Force and West German Army were unsuccessful, Thorne and his Green Berets were called up. 
Under Thorn's supreme leadership and expertise in operating in high altitudes, the men achieved their mission and found the airplane that had crashed on an icy glacier. They were able to recover every document and retrieve all the bodies of the crew members and brought everything back home to base. While stationed in Germany, Thorne was able to visit some of his family in Finland, who he had not seen during the past ten years. One would think that Larry Thorne had enough of war, having fought the Soviet Union with both the Finnish and German armies. However, duty called once more. In November 1963, Thorne deployed across the Pacific to assist the Republic of Vietnam, that would be South Vietnam, for the Vietnam War. Thorne, with the Special Forces Detachment A-734, set up camp in the Tin Bean District near the Cambodian border. They were selected to operate Civilian Irregular Defense Group, also known as SIDG, encampments at Chao Lang and eventually in Tin Bean. SIDG was made up of small teams from the U.S. Army Special Forces. They set up in villages throughout South Vietnam and concentrated on area defense and civic engagements. Although the South Vietnamese Army was present, the U.S. Special Forces troops did most of the training. Thorne received two Purple Hearts and a Bronze Star with V for Valor after defending an attack on a Sig G encampment in Tin Bean. To read further on this battle, I recommend you read the book The Green Berets, written by Robin Moore. After his first encounter with fighting the North Vietnamese commies, Thorne returned to the U.S. for some R&R, and definitely more training. His second tour started in February 1965, where he flew across the pond with the 5th Special Forces Group. While in country, Thorne became a part of a new type of ultra-black ops group called the Military Assistance Command Vietnam Studies and Observations Group, also known as MACV-SOG or just simply, SOG. To make a long story short, the MACV-SOG was an ultra-top-secret U.S. military black ops group that concentrated on off-the-grid guerrilla warfare in Vietnam. They were made up of various special operations teams throughout the U.S. Navy, U.S. Marines, U.S. Army, and U.S. Air Force. Their main focus was on training local militia, rescuing downed pilots in dangerous territory, going deep behind enemy lines, conducting psych ops on the North Vietnamese Army, and preventing enemy troop movements outside of Vietnam on the Ho Chi Minh Trail. Larry Thorne was made for Mac V. Sog. He had been doing that stuff since some of his fellow spec ops guys were in diapers. On October 18, 1965, Captain Thorne took part in Operation Shining Brass. This mission finally put U.S. Special Ops on the ground in Laos to recon the Ho Chi Minh Trail, where NVA troops were delivering military supplies to their comrades to fight against the South Vietnamese and their allies. Thorne and his operators were overseeing the initial covert operation to pinpoint parts of the Ho Chi Minh Trail and call in the U.S. Air Force and Navy to drop their packages of annihilation on the unsuspecting NVA commies. To start up the Joint Special Forces operation, the South Vietnamese Air Force provided two helicopters jam-packed with jarheads from Marine Force Recon, frogmen from the Navy SEALs, snake eaters from the Green Berets, and CCTs from the Air Force. 
The two choppers were to converge with a U.S. Air Force Cessna 01 forward air controller plane in the highlands 25 miles outside of Da Nang. The weather report stated that there would be high winds and rain, but that didn't prevent these tough ruffians from turning around. After dropping to the landing zone, unloading their six-man team, then flying back up to safety, the first chopper realized the other helicopter and the O-1 air controller had vanished. They couldn't raise them over the radio and soon realized that it was no longer a reconnaissance mission. It quickly turned into a search and rescue mission. The search and rescue teams, however, were unable to locate the crash site. All troops and airmen on board both aircrafts were considered as MIA. Soon afterwards, Thorne received the rank of Major and was awarded the Legion of Merit and the Distinguished Flying Cross. For almost 35 years, Larry Thorne's whereabouts were unknown, until in 1999 his remains were recovered by a Finnish and Joint Task Force full accounting team whose mission was to search for soldiers who either went MIA or were POWs. One of the members of the Finnish team was Thorne's own nephew, Juha Rajila. Thorne's remains were returned to the U.S. after a memorial ceremony at the Noibai International Airport in Hanoi. Officially analyzed and identified in 2003, Thorne's body was placed in the ground on June 26, 2003 at Arlington National Cemetery, Virginia, alongside the other fatalities from Operation Shining Brass who were reclaimed from the crash site. Larry Thorne's name was imprinted on the Vietnam Veterans Memorial on panel O2E, line 126. His fiancée, Maria Copps, later remarried. When you think of it, remember Larry Thorne and all that he gave to fight the communists on three different fronts in two different wars. So take a moment and remember this name, Larry Thorne.